This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs a cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Flick the fourth tackle. Comes out of the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the right side. know who it is click click boom what's going on faithfuls the nothing but niners crew is back and we're here to bring you guys another fun-filled episode guys this is the last video before the preseason game the nfl season is finally upon us there's games on tonight there was a game on last thursday man oh man it's so much fun but guys i gotta run through these formalities i'm gonna pop the other guys up in here when they get in and uh we are gonna rock this thing out it's, a, it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun so let's start right here first and foremost if it's your first time here on the youtube page we want to thank you for checking us out hit that like button hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications so you know exactly when we're going live am i straight there we go so you know exactly when we're going live okay give us a follow on some of our social media platforms we have twitter and snapchat those handles are nothing but nine ers again that is nothing but nine ers we also have facebook instagram as well as twitch and that is nothing but Niners. Now, listen, guys. Someone hit us up and was like, "Yo, I got some music I want to send you guys. Maybe you could use it for like, you know, intro or transition music and stuff like that." Uh, how do I get in contact with you? So, you know what? If you guys have stuff like that and you want to shoot us an email with questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, anything, send it right here to us. Okay, NB9 ERS at nothing but Niners dot com. All right. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL, and to my left. To my right, oh, snap, it's just me. I'm relaxed. Relax, guys. I'm just kidding. It is not just me, all right? So it's not just me. The guys are jumping in here. We went late so Nick can get off of work and Tony can get off of work, and they are going to jump in here. Those guys did not want to miss the preview show for week one, so I apologize about that. But I want to say what's up to everybody out there in the chat. Sin, 
Thank you for hanging tight. I am so sorry we're so late, but don't worry. We're going to turn this into a podcast, okay? So if you happen to fall asleep in the middle of it, don't feel bad, okay? I've been told I have a calming and soothing voice. You know what I'm saying? And so if you fall asleep, it's okay. It's okay, you know? Don't worry about that, all right? Uh, Peachy's in the building. Uh, Jaeger's asking, where is Breezy? Breezy Breezy don't usually do late shows, man. That guy goes to bed at like 9.30. He finishes his show and he... He collapses or he comes on here and be like, yo, Mike, I got 10 minutes. You got to hurry up. And I'm like, yo, hey, I'm sorry. We got we got shows to do. We got shows to do. So uh sack 916 is in the building. All right. And look at that. Look, see, it's like saying Beetlejuice too many times. Give me a thumbs up and I'm going to get him in here. And then it's like saying Beetlejuice too many times. I was talking shit about you just 10 seconds ago. You won't believe it. I was just talking smack about you and you popped right up here. What's going on, big dog? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just popping up the comments here. Uh, we're going to start previewing the uh, the last show. But before we do, and I know you just did your show and a lot of people who were in here was probably over there watching with you guys. How are you doing, though? How's Breezy doing? Don't tell me about Breezy, the football fan. How is Wayne? I don't want to say your last name because I don't know if that's public. But how, cool. how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm just enjoying the rest of my summer vacation and really contemplating things. I always get to this this moment of clarity around this time because I got to go back to work. And so it's like it's almost like football. Do you really want to play again? Do you want to suit up for another season? Do you want to go through another training camp? Do you want to? And so I kind of do this every year. So my training camp starts in two weeks and then schools, you know, start. So I'm doing good, though. Family's great. I'm great. Health is great. Um, and, and overall, things are just going great, man. OK, I'm sorry I had to compare it to football, but I didn't realize that my job. It's, it's it, life it is like out naturally, you know, that's yeah. what we do. We talk and think and breathe football so much. It just comes out that everything that I've ever asked you before. You have either either made a reference to a movie or music, football, <laughs> music or basketball. And yep. it's not a coincidence that that's what your channel is all about. <laughs> it's not a coincidence at all. That's what it all. And, and then every once in a while you're throwing a teacher reference also. It's right. Just, it's just. It's, it's just who you are. You know, that stuff, it seeps from your pores. So while we're waiting for the other guys to jump in here, why don't you plug your shows and everything right now? Let everybody know where to find you. We can go over there and get that following up, especially on Twitch and all that. So let them know where to find you, man. Cool, man. Look, Twitch, everything is Wayne Breezy. We I made it simple. So that way, like, if you, if you want to chat with me about movies, music, um, if you're into basketball, I do my little Celtics, my Sea Green podcast, but everything is on the Wayne Breezy channel. Just like, you know, how Eric Crocker does his thing is everything's Eric Crocker and he does everything on it. I'm doing Wayne Breezy like that. But for the nitty gritty Niners, you'll find that on Wayne Breezy. So if you go to twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy or youtube.com backslash Wayne Breezy or follow me at Wayne Breezy, like everything is just Wayne Breezy. And of course, you can see my lovely co-host Peachy or my, my sister Keisha. She's on there on the Celtics podcast. And my brother, my brother God beats, he does the movies with me. And so if you if you do, you'll get all of us in, in one package. But just Wayne Breezy, it's really simple. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. No, not a problem, man. You know, I'm all about growth and love and spreading it out there to everybody. So uh that's what that's what we want to do, you know. Um now listen, we're gonna have to start. We're gonna we're gonna have to get this thing started. Please, please don't, don't I love do my bros. Don't I do love that. them. I love don't, him. Don't, I did not tell y'all he was going to rush me. Didn't I tell y'all? This said, show where's, said, where's Wayne? I said, bro, I said, Wayne like to go to bed at 930. We do a late show. He's going to come on here and be like, Mike, <laughs> Mike, I got 10 minutes. 
I got 10 minutes. Yo, I got to get up out of here, I got bro. 22 minutes, dog. See? Before, like, you see what I'm saying? Look at him. He already putting us on the timer, and the other two guys not even here. Nick I put Zeta. me on the timer, bro. Look, I got to get up at 5. I got to go run before it get really hot. I'm trying to – I'm on a, I'm on a clock. All right. All right. So then how about this? We'll, we'll start with this with you. Um, I'm going to start in reverse. Okay. Work our way back towards the quarterback and all that stuff. That's that's what everyone's uh, meat and potatoes are going to be. I want to ask you some questions about our defense uh, first. Okay. So awesome. Um, here, here's one of the things that we're going to be discussing tonight. All right. Uh, it's going to be this one here. All right. Lenore or Ambry. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. I should have put Thomas. I did a last name. I don't like when I do that. If I'm going to do a last name, I'll stick with last You like so it. Me, I got you. Let me change that really quick. Uh, Lenore or Thomas. Okay. So what we're, what I want to ask you is this. Um, who has a better outing for the first time at the NFL stage? Uh, oh, it's Lenore or it's Andrew gonna Thomas? It's going to be Thomas. Hands down. Um, it's, it's his... If you follow what's been going on in camp, you can see that Lenore is taking a lot more coaching to get up to par, you know, to get up to speed. Uh, they both have a lot of dog in them. I do like that about them. Uh, Embry Thomas does play a lot more press man, uh, man coverage than he does the press man with his own concept. And so they're both struggling on that. Uh, Embry Thomas is the more natural at that cornerback position where he can play inside, outside. He's the guy, honestly, that if if you had a guy and his coverage like was good, he would follow that best wide receiver across the field because he plays like really good in man. Um, but, I mean, if I had to pick between one of the two rookies, it would be Ambry Thomas. And it makes sense why they drafted him first over Lenore. Even though Lenore is going to give you fight, he's going to give you dog. He doesn't like to give I mean, he's a football player. Let's keep it 100. Uh, but so is Embry Thomas, man. Embry Thomas is just a, he's not a lockdown corner, but he's one of those dudes that like, if he does get beat on a play, man, it's like, what, what do you call it? You know, you just kind of like let that play go by and you move on to the next. I can't remember what they call that, but that's the type of person he is. Like he'll, he'll, he doesn't allow stuff to like weigh him down. So I would go Thomas and that's not because I'm a Michigan fan. That's just from what I know, what I've seen him do in college. Also what's going on in camp. If you follow in the stories, you hear that, you know, Lenore is being coached up by the D backs coach and then they're letting Ambry Thomas just be out there and just kind of like live and learn. Like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's, it seems like Thomas doesn't require as much uh, assistance after a play or after a series. And as soon as the series is over, the, he's running over to the DB's coach and uh, uh, Lenore is and getting uh, pointers and stuff like that. But you know what, man? Because of that, I'm going to go with Lenore. Okay. Right? Now, consider this being me and just keeping things interesting and mixing stuff up. But um, I think because Thomas is the more sound corner right now, I think uh, Lenore is going to be the more – advantageous guy and i think going up against second and third string quarterbacks against third string lines and with the depth of our defensive line it's going to call some errant throws and maybe thomas will be knocking passes down while lenore might make a jump on the ball and get a pick or something like that and drive people crazy so i'm going to go with lenore having the better week one in the preseason okay i, okay. I like that um i think the more sound guy the better stats uh is going to probably be thomas i agree with you on that but the bigger plays, oh, it's, it's like asking uh, who's going to make bigger plays, right? If I were to ask you uh, Hufunga or Tart, we're not expecting Tart to make big plays. No. We know Hufunga's a liability based off of what we've heard, right? 
but he's yeah. going to make some really, really big plays. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that, I'm, I'm going to go. I think the bigger plays are going to shine and people are going to like Lenore more. All right. So here's another one for you. This is going to be a fun one. I can't wait to see what you say here. Who is going to have a better game off the edge? Arden Key or Samson Ebukam? Uh I don't even think Ebukam is going to play. Oh, but he's not playing? I don't think he is. Don't don't quote me on that. I, I just don't think he's going to play. But if he does play, I'm going to go with Arden Key. Um, Arden Key is trying to make a roster. The roster. He he is. Uh, he's having a hell of a camp. He's been in the backfield just about the majority of the time in training camp on the twos and the threes, and, and you can chalk that up to the, the second offensive line unit being kind of like piss-poor trash. But um, Arden Key has a lot to prove, man. Like, he was drafted by the Raiders. Clearly, he didn't want to be a Raider when he got there. And clearly, he's happy to be out there. I've never heard a, a, a person, like, like downplay their old team on national press conference. <laughs> I mean, he told it like it was, though. So you got to respect him. But you know, even Matt Mayoko was like, dude, you just don't say some of that stuff. But I think it's going to be key because I don't think we need to see uh, Ibukam do certain things. You know what? Let's 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 get a little off topic real quick. I okay. said that Matt Mayoko corrected him and said, dude, you don't say some of that stuff right now. He mm-hmm. said it wasn't a good fit. That was the first thing he said. He was like, and I couldn't wait to get out of there. I wish it happened earlier. Da, 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 da. We've seen guys who play in a three, four get drafted to a 4-3 and they try to make him something he's not. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, rem- think about the uh, 49ers and Tank Carradine. Yeah. That's a very, very good example. That's the perfect that, right? example. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen these guys come in, be completely misused, right? These guys don't – what the – is it Terminator? Okay, let me take that off. I don't know if he's ready or not. Did you see that? I saw the red eye. Yeah, that scared the hell out of me, man. I'm sorry. Um, So – you know, we've seen guys get drafted into a system that they don't fit in. The team say, okay, gain a little bit of weight. It'll help you. Okay, maybe never mind. Lose some weight. And I'm not saying I know the ins and outs of what happened with Arden Key, mm-hmm. but I do know that he started with, I was I went to the wrong system in the first place. And then he said, I couldn't wait to get out of there. It just wasn't a good fit. Da, 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 oh, da. he set the tone. Yeah, he set it up the right. proper way. Now, a lot of times when players speak, what could perceive to be negatively on their previous team, or if they speak favorably on their new team, people seem to take that personal. So I'm going to pop Tony in here. I think he's ready now. And I'm going to ask you guys both this question. All right. I got two situations here that I want to ask you guys about. One's going to be a callback. Oh, he, he can cycle riding off the seatbelt. Tony, we can't. You, you got, you got. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. So. Flashback to three years ago. Carlos Hyde gets to Seattle. And he says, oh, man, it's a completely different culture. I've never been on a winning team before. I've never been on a playoff uh, team before. Like, you can feel it here. It's, it's different. Did you guys take offense to when he said that? Because a lot of 49er fans did. Let's, let's start with Wayne first and then see. I, I honestly don't even remember him saying it. And if he did say it, like, I really wouldn't care. Like, look, at this point, once a guy is gone, the guy is gone. Now, if he was still a member of the team and he happened to say something like how Jet McKinnon came out, was on videotape, and he was like, yo, F the Niners or whatever like that. And and that, that hits a little bit different. But, you know, if they're gone, they're gone. Even Kendrick Bourne came out this uh, – 
off season and said wait, wait, wait that's my next point don't do it don't do it don't okay do it. okay okay, okay. That was, that's where i was gonna go next that's a more recent one so tony were you offended when you heard uh hyde say that uh it's it, it's different to be around a winning culture i've never been on a on a playoff team before and you could feel the difference I mean, a little bit it did, but, like, you know, I mean, it is what it is. The team was not good, but, I mean, he could have made it better. Maybe, like, you know, I don't know. It just bothered me a little bit. Okay. All right. And then to what Breezy was saying, we heard Kendrick Bourne come out and say uh, that he he had to work harder with the Patriots than he did with the 49ers. That, That's not what he said. He said that the, he said that the Patriots – camp is harder than the 49ers camp not that he had to work harder it's a little different the way you say it like like you know what i'm saying like you saying it different he didn't say it the way you're saying it i think i got the quote somewhere he said that patriots camp is a lot harder than the 49ers camp but that doesn't mean he's saying that i have to work harder he could just be talking about it overall okay all right fine all right that's cool how did you interpret that and did you take offense to it? Oh, I did. I did kind of, I, I didn't, I don't know if I took offense to it, but it I, it did strike a, a chord because I thought he was trying to say that Kyle Shanahan was soft. So I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that I got a little offended. If that's what that means, I did get offended. I got to go back and watch that episode of Nitty Gritty. I, I think I did get offended. I'm not even going to stunt. I shouldn't have, but I did. Because then, but it didn't make me think like, these guys playing around. They be having a good like. I, I wonder if it is because we do know the Bill Belichick way is a little bit different than maybe the Kyle Shanahan way. All right, Tony. From our history. What about you? Did you take offense to it, and how would you interpret what he said? I thought it was definitely a little disrespectful, in my opinion. And the messed up thing about it was, who's his wide receiver coach? Uh. I don't know who the wide receiver coach is over in. in yeah, I, I don't know. No, 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 no. Who's the wide receiver coach for the Niners? Wes Welker. And where did Wes Welker play? New England, Denver, and New England. Okay, well, isn't that saying something? Like, isn't that like kind of like a slap to the face to Wes Welker and how he ran his practices for the receivers? Yeah, but Wes. Well, it, it, I can't say what I want to say without giving away my response. So, I, but I, I kind of get where you're going with it. I do get where you're going with it. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, like, this guy played for under Bill Belichick as a wide receiver on that team, and he's going around saying, yeah, well, we worked harder here, or this practice was harder than it was in San Francisco with Wes Welker, who was a former Patriot, as his positional coach. Now, I don't know if it's directly directed as a position, um, a knock against a position coach in San Francisco, or totally the whole program in san francisco but i will say i will say this reading about other teams and how they practice it does seem like kyle's practice practices are not as strenuous and not as physical as other teams but i mean listen that's his philosophy he's worried about injuries it could be the sports science team that's advising him to run a practice like that so i mean we don't know all right. All right, Nick. Nick is in here. I got to ask you the same question, man. Right now what we're talking about are Kendrick Bourne's comments about the Patriots camp being harder. Did I say it right, Breezy? Than yeah. the 49ers camp? The yeah. Patriots camp being harder than the 49ers camp. Did I, fu- you- 
I felt that's his, I felt like that's what he said. That I could right. be wrong. Did you take offense to it? Yes or no? And how do you interpret what he was talking about? I didn't even hear it, so <clears throat> to be honest with you, but when did this come out? This was like two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. It was about two weeks ago. Saying that the the Patriots camp is was harder. Yeah, he said their training camp was definitely harder than the 49ers. I have um, let me see if I can find it. My opinion on that is, is you hear from a lot of people that go to New England of, of how tough Bill Belichick is uh, to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I say this? I don't think it's so much. Oh, to be honest, like. I agree with Tony. You look at Kyle Shanahan and you think about his practices and the 49ers practices do seem like they are, you know, not a lot of contact is thumping up pretty, pretty simple. Um, you hear guys say that, um, but you know, do I take offense to it? No, like I, I don't really care what Kendrick Bourne has to say. Um, or what the New England Patriots offense or, you know, team does in camp, because I'm not worried about them. Like, right. I'm worried about us, and that's it. Break it down. Bust it down. Then I'm going to give you guys my interpretation. All of right, it. so here's we'll the, get back to this preseason game. Here's the correct quote. Kendrick Bourne on Patriots training camp versus 49ers. It's definitely harder. We work harder here. All right, so this is my interpretation of it. When you watch the routes that the 49ers wide receivers run, it's pretty easy. The hardest thing for the receivers do for the 49ers here is blocking. That's the more physical part of this. This is where this is why Kyle says not every receiver can come here and work in my system. You have to block. You have to know your assignment, right? And we remember Bourne lining up in the wrong spot a couple of times and things like that, right? Um, okay. Uh, so what's that? What is that? Who is that? Is that Tony? All right. So we remember we remember uh, Bourne running some routes the wrong way and things like that. One, the Patriots don't tolerate that. You have to be pristine. You have to be precise, right? But the routes are probably more intricate there uh, as far as seven yards versus the Niners. It was probably like five yards, 10 yards, 15. They probably like gave them easier assignments here where there they probably had more to remember i didn't take it as a knock and the other thing i thought of was you guys ever had a job that you really like doing and then you go to another job and you don't like that job it, it doesn't mean that it's harder but if you enjoy a job it doesn't seem as hard you don't mind the work you know you wake up in a good mood one day and you do the same exact job you had a good day your day was easier right but if you're in a bad mood you're cranky you're sleepy you're sick or whatever that day just seems harder, even though you're doing the same thing. I just feel like he had more fun here. Kendrick Bourne came here to be the clown, right? He was out dancing. They told him that he was in charge of getting the energy up and everything. You don't see that happening over there in New England. And so I think that's what was the change, the change up in the mindset and everything. Let me let me let me try to zoom in on y'all beautiful faces. He, he's still he's still Kendrick Bourne out there. You just you're not hearing from it because we're not following the brass, but. He's out on the field dancing. Cam Newton is dancing. Like, they out there doing Kendrick. He's out there being Kendrick Bourne. 
I, he, he's being Kendrick Bourne on the field. He's being Kendrick Bourne in the practices. I've seen him turn up in the practices and have a good time. He's come out making some really weird statement, not weird statements, but like more like the fun statements. He's having fun, but I don't see how that last analogy fits to where he it's he's saying that their camp is harder period. And it could be just because like you said, he got to run harder routes. Right. And maybe he's not blocking as much, which I would think that would make our camp harder. But I like what Tony and Nick were saying. It don't seem like we get as physical in camp. Like it just doesn't right. seem like they get as physical with the contact. They're, they're they're trying to save themselves for whatever. All right, all right. We're gonna keep this thing moving here. We're gonna start this next one with uh, Brian here. Uh, so really quick, I got some uh, previews of certain people to match up for here. So let's, let's do this again with Brian, Nick, and Tony. Let's start with Brian here. Uh, who do you think is gonna have a better game? Their first time out as a 49er on the in the NFL, uh, Diamandua Lenore or Ambry Thomas? Let's do. Brian, um, Tony, and then Nick. I'm going to go with Thomas. Um, I, I love Lenore's game, but I watched him play at Oregon. He's overly aggressive. Um, I expect he's going to have to reroute his brain in order to play in the NFL. So I think that Thomas might be better off. All right. I like that backdrop, by the way, man. It looks like uh, Levi's live, man. That's a, that's, a, that's a nice <laughs> background you got there. Uh, oh, let me get that. Comp- let me get that off of here. All right, Tony, who you got, man? Who do you think is going to have a better game, Lenore or Thomas? I'm hoping for Thomas. I think he might do it. But I like the way Lenore doesn't back down from competition. He does gamble a lot. He could get beat by gambling, but he's a feisty player with that no back down mentality. So it wouldn't be surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if it was him, but I- I'm going to stick with Thomas. All right. And Nick, 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 and Nick, 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 Nick. What you got bro? against everything I believe in? I'm gonna go with the Michigan guy. I'm gonna go with Thomas. But this is why I stopped getting along with Nick, yo. Whenever <laughs> Ohio State person, I give him props. I don't sit there and give no disclaimers, no caveats. If hey, I not, gave. I went with. I went with the Michigan guy. I'm, I went with the Michigan guy. Despite of what I believe in, I'm gonna go with the Michigan guy. I don't set the preface up. When, it, when we talk about Ohio State players, Nick, that's all I'm saying. Look, I, I can be honest, though. He's no longer a Michigan guy. He is a San Francisco 49er. But, um, you know, it's not about where you came from. It's about what you do now, basically. But anyway, um, no, I'm going to go with Thomas. I think um, I think Thomas's mindset is probably a little more there, uh, as in play-wise, uh, for the league compared to Lenore right now. And everything I see from Lenore right now, it's like he's getting picked on. So uh, entire camp, one-on-ones, deep balls, whatever it is. So it looks like he's getting pretty much picked on. Um, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go with uh, Thomas here. All right. And now I'm not sure. We're not sure if uh, Ibukam is going to play. But same questions. We're going to go in reverse this time. Who? Which of the two do you expect to have a, a better game, Arden Key? Or Samson Ibukam. Nick first, then Tony, then Brian. Oh, Wayne's not answering. No, we answered before you guys jumped on. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go Arden Key. I'm gonna go Arden Key. Um, I think Arden Key is super stoked to be here, um, and I think that was a lot to do with the way he was playing. One system doesn't fit. You heard him himself. He couldn't wait to get out of Oakland. 
right? So um, when you're having fun, you put more on the line, you have a, you have a better time, um, your production shows that in anything in life. If you're enjoying what you're doing, um, you're going to go above and beyond, and your production will show from that. I'm going to go with Arden Key um, just because I think he's more of a physical player. Uh, I think he'll be more of a physical player in this uh, this scheme. Not that Samson's, you know, Sosa's not going to do uh, play well either, but I'm going to go Arden Key here. All right, Tony, what you got? He's got Key, the Raiders guy, coming in here and, and winning it out for Nick. I, hey. I, is, is he going to play Abelcom? Do we know? We don't know, but we're we're gonna we're gonna hypothesize here. If he does play, who do you think would have a better showing? Well, if he does play and he's healthy, I'm gonna go with Abelcom. But if he doesn't play, obviously you gotta go Key. But I mean, listen, I'm really excited to see both these guys because I think both of them have huge roles on this defensive line this year. All right. All right, B, you're up next, man. Yeah, I'm with Tony 100%. Um, you know, I think they're both going to have large roles, uh, you know, because I don't know the status of Ibukam, whether or not he's going to play. Um, and actually, probably even if he does have good play status, I would expect to see more game time for Key. Um, I mean, they went out and selected Ibukam, uh, you know, as part of one of their, their free agent march, right? So I think that uh, we might see more from Key this, this game just to get him some more play time more you know i mean i know he played played before but i mean not with this scheme with these guys so i expect yeah. to see more out of him yeah yeah i like the key pick also i like it um all right so let's jump to the top of the show all right now kyle shanahan came out and he said that um jimmy is going to play just the opening drive um and then later on he was asked about it breezy you were right i was on your show earlier in the comments and you were right he also confirmed later on that he's going to pull the starters when, when he pulls jimmy so it's just going to be that opening drive. Uh, but what are you guys' expectations for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in just one drive? One drive against the starting defense of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, let's do Wayne, Nick, Tony, and then Brian. Ah, oh, man. Starting defense, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm hoping I'm hoping we get a good, a good start with him. Um, I hope they they figure out a way to good be have a nice little balance attack with some run. I don't expect them to come out throwing right away, uh, but I do think that they'll be able to run. And then Jimmy may be able to lead us to get some points. I don't know what those points are going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a touchdown or a field goal, but I believe he can score on this starting defense. He's done it before, uh, and and the Super Bowl, and I believe he could do it again. This should be a new and improved, uh, a, a fire lit in the ass type Jimmy. And I don't care what people say. Jimmy's playing for a starting quarterback job, even though I know he has it, the title, but he's looking to keep it. So I think he comes out there and puts his best film on tape. Uh, and I'm hoping he, if he's only getting one drive, I think Jimmy will be able to lead us to some points. I just don't know if it'll be a touchdown or field goal. All right. Wayne expects a scoring drive from Jimmy in just one drive. That's saying something. I don't know if y'all remember how last year started, but it ain't start like that. It didn't start like that. Nick, what you got, man? Are you flossing? Nah. Nah. Okay. Just uh um I'm gonna go with a scoring drive also, but I'm gonna go with Jimmy Garoppolo, four for seven, forty-five yards and a touchdown. 
seven attempts in the opening drive. So you don't expect any running. 45 yards. Four for seven, that's not – That's, a, that's a lot of throwing, but it's not because it depends on how far he throws. Yeah. I don't think he's going to go downfield. So I think they want to see a little bit of Jimmy. Um, you know, so I'm like I said, I'm going to go four for seven. 45 yard. I said 45 yards, so it's not not a lot of passing. That's about Jimmy. It's about Jimmy. Yeah. I like it. My man's right to the point. All right, Tony, what you got, man? What are you expecting to see from your starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo? Guys, I'm hoping. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be very vanilla. It's going to be handoffs, maybe one or two passes, something quick, slants, uh, maybe a check down the back out of the backfield. I, I think it's going to be very simple. Nothing out of the north. Nothing crazy. It's going to be. Let's see what he could do. Simple, simple play calling. You know, balanced. And I just think that's the way it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be anything deep shots. I don't think it's going to be any trickery or any creativity in scheming open routes. It's just going to be basic principle offense. Do we score? Um, You got the Jeopardy theme over there, we Brain? Uh, oh. I, I did, but we'll get flagged. We'll get. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, all right. I'm not saying it's a touchdown, but I think they score. We get some points on the board. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right, Brian, last but not least, man, what you got? So I'm going to roll with uh, three for five, 36 yards. Um, but And we score, but it'll be a rushing touchdown. It, it, Jimmy won't be involved other than the handoff. Okay, I like that. Hey, I like that, man. You and Nick kind of your your guys stats give me the same feel, you know. Little Dinkin and Duncan, you know. I feel I feel that's realistic. Field. I don't want to come yeah. in and be like he's going to be six for six, and we're going to have a hundred yard or you know eighty yard drive, and he's going to be all passing. It wouldn't surprise me if they come out and and try to demonstrate that Jimmy has a long ball, but I just don't foresee that. I still think it's going to be like like Tony was saying, little. A, you know, slant route or whatever, uh, you know, middle of the field type stuff. Yeah. You know, Jimmy's no, bread and butter. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. All right. We're going to keep this thing moving here. I don't know how much longer I have you guys for, so I, wanna, I do want to keep this thing moving. Uh, we're going to go in reverse this time. We're going to go back to Brian here. I want to know you guys' expectations for Trey Lance. Now, this is big. Kyle says that, um, that Jimmy's going to have the first reps, all right? And then after that, he's going to put Trey in for the rest of the half. Uh, and now – this is this is tricky because this isn't a number of drives here. This is a time limit thing. Um, and we've seen seven minute drives in the in, in a in a game before. So you might only see Trey Lance for two drives. I and then you know, depends on how the, the Chiefs are moving the ball really. It's less about the offense and more about the uh the defense. So what are your expectations for Trey Lance coming in here making his NFL debut? Well, given he's going to have basically two the first half minus you know the first series, um, I my expectations for Trey are high as they should be for a third round pick, and I'm expecting to see at least a ten for 15, 150 yards um, through the air, and then probably another forty ish yards, maybe fifty yards rushing, a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Does it change anything if I told you that Andy Reid said he's keeping his uh, starters in? for the entire first quarter, not the first drive. I'll tell you it better not. 
given how much we've paid for this guy to be on our team. Everybody wants to talk about Trey. It's time to show it. Let's go. And, and all the reports about how bad the offensive line have been don't matter. Trey should overcome it, it all better, that. It better not. Wow. Okay. All right. Tony, man, what you got there? What better oh, not? I missed that. So be fine. I, Andy, Andy Reid is keeping his starters in for the right. whole first quarter. That should quarter. not affect Trey. It better not. He is brought in here to be a starting quarterback, and if he can't win the job from Jimmy, he better show that he can at some point take over this team. And I expect that out the gate. So you're saying that Trey Lance should be able to perform against the starting defensive team with a whack-ass second offensive line? Yeah, me and apparently every other 49er fan except for this crew um, should say that because they want Jimmy gone. They want Trey to start, so he better be able to come out and fucking well, Let's talk about context, though, because that that's, that's the issue. So Trey Lance is killing right now with the second offensive line going against second oh. – here, starters. All I've heard is that Trey needs to start, Wayne. Trey needs to start. Trey needs to start. I, I, I understand. Me that. To start. I, I understand. Yeah, but if that's the case, Trey needs to be put behind the one offensive that's line. That's what I'm saying. Starter, then let them go. If that's the case, but what he's saying is, go ahead, Wayne. Sorry. Right. You got it. You got it, bro. They're not. They're not doing that. So basically, you're going to see a very basic offense with Trey, and Kyle's going to let him run the basic offense. There's going to be no design runs. There's going to be none of that option that they were practicing. Do I think Kyle let him launch one down the field? Yes. But now here's the question. If. Now, technically, by saying the ones, I will bet a lot of money that the high-priced stars of that defense are not going to be out there. That's just my opinion. I know what Andy Reid said. He'll try them out for the first drive. But other than that, I can't see. Him risking all his high-priced veterans like Tyron Matthew. I don't think he'll be out there. He'll come out with the first drive, but other than that, they're not playing the whole first quarter. Hey, Tony, Tony, forget Matthew for a second, all right? Yes or no, does Chris Jones and or Frank Clark take a rep against uh, Trey Lance? Is Frank, is Frank Clark still on the team, guys? Did he get arrested? I think he's still there, though. I, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. And I don't know if he'll play week one, but they do let these guys practice because it's okay. not a. Okay. So I, I, I it's think like we have our Jordan Willis, but he can't play for six games. Right. And I think he can participate in preseason, but he can't oh. participate week one. Somebody said that he's in jail, Mike. Oh, they locked his ass up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, all right. Get locked up. Does Chris Jones uh, take reps against Trey Lance in that backup offensive line, Tony? No, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to risk your guy going out there to play versus twos on, from Kansas City's aspect, from their point of view. As a, as a football guy, take away from the 49ers, I wouldn't risk my guy, my premier defensive tackle, to take a rep just to say you're putting him against Trey Lance. You could, in my opinion, the most important week is next week when they have the inner squad scrimmaging. That's going to be your true test with Trey really faces a true number one defense where it's all out. It's not going to be just going through the motion. So if you're asking me what do I think he does, I think he performs well in a very basic Manila offense. And I, I, I like I said, I don't think he's going to face a full one for the first quarter or whatever they said it was the first half or the first quarter. I don't know. So you expect him to have a good showing then? What's your, what's your prediction for him? I think he's going to have a good showing, but I just don't think – 
think it's going to be anything worth thinking. I don't think you're going to see the read option. I don't think you're going to see RPO passes. I think you're going to see Trey Lance under center to a similar offense that he ran in North Dakota State. You know, quick, get the ball out. He might take a couple shots, Stanfield. This is preseason. You don't want to show your hand and put shit on tape where other teams do like, wow, now I see how they're going to use it. You don't want to do that. That's why it's going to be very basic. And I still think he could put up decent numbers playing that type of role. All right, Nick. You've been patiently over there chewing on something. I don't know if it's a cert. I don't I don't know what my man got in his mouth. Got a pin top. He, he chewing on something over there. Pin top. Let's go. Give me your Trey Lance uh expectations, man. Let's do this. Well, first off, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel both came out and said they want Trey Lance to learn from mistakes also. So I don't think it's gonna be all as vanilla as everybody thinks. I think they're gonna throw him out there to where they can Put things under him to see how he handles things. I don't think it's going to be, oh, let's not do RPOs or not, let's not do this because he's playing against another NFL team defense and they want him to learn whether it's being successful or failing. They both have said that. So I don't see – I think they're hurting Trey Lance if they go out there with a vanilla-ass offense where he just goes under center and does little by little. But – with that being said, I'm not looking – I don't have expectations for Lance as in to throw three touchdowns or do this. But my expectations are to see how he is with decision-making, to see how he is with – you know, we saw – we heard in camp that, you know, he was pulled off the field with six sec, with a six-second drive because he took a sack instead of getting rid of the football or, you know, to end the game to where we didn't win. I want to see those kind of decisions. I want to see is he getting rid of the ball when he needs to, if he has to get out of the pocket, is he sliding? Is he getting away from contact, trying to avoid uh, contact? How he is with his decision-making, whether he's going through his progressions, things like that. Those are my expectations for this kid. I don't need him to go out there and throw for 200 yards and three oh touchdowns and rush for two touchdowns. Um, like Tony kind of said there, this is preseason, right? I don't care if we win or lose in these types of games. These are evaluation games to where you're getting things right. So don't leave anything on the table. I'm not saying go out there and show your whole playbook. That's not what I'm saying is don't leave anything on the table. But don't hold the kids back either. Let them go and play in similar situations that you would be seeing in the regular season so that when it does come in and go and it's his turn, it's not like he's never seen it before or he hasn't done it before. Because who knows? Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't stay healthy. It could be week two that – Jimmy could get an injury and Trey has to take over. So don't, you know, don't hold him to the, the, the pacifier, I guess you could say. Um, I like but that. those are the expectations that I want to see. I want to see how his decision-making is, what he does with the football, how his, uh, his handoffs are, um, how his exchange from the center to him are, you know, just the, the basics of football. I want to see how he does with those. Those are my expectations. I don't have expectations as in what he does in the game for scoring so you're wise. Not looking, you're not wise. looking for execution. You're looking for processing. Correct. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a, that's a very good uh, – I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, I heard an all come on from somebody. Is that – No, that, that was me. On? That was me because there was an accident on the parkway and someone something just kicked up and hit my fucking truck. 
Ooh, man, he, that, that truck is bad luck, man. All this shit. All right, so um, that's that's it for expectations for Trey Lance. Listen, I, I'm I'm going to try to get through as much of this as possible, um, and I may I may jump on on Saturday to try to give some of my thoughts for some of this stuff because there's I got all you guys here, and I'm so happy to see you all. I don't want to uh, I don't want to like waste my time <coughs> talking. Um, let's do this one now, guys. All right, this is a serious thing. This is a serious, serious thing here uh, we have to discuss here. Concerns with the second-string offensive line for Trey Lance. Now, according to what we're hearing in practice, this offensive line, the second string, is getting ran through the ringer. Like, they are getting manhandled out there. Uh, We heard an interview today um, with um, Aaron Banks saying how he stays after and he talks with uh, Arden Key and Mo Hurst, the, the former Raider guys, and he looks for pointers after practice. This is addition, in addition to what he's getting from his coaches and, and everything and what he's getting from uh, the offensive linemen. He's talking to defensive linemen saying, how can I improve? And I think that means something. I think that if you're out there and you're getting handled, manhandled in a physical game, you got to say, hey, dude, what are you – like, why? How does this happen? Why do you keep manhandling me like that? I think that's what this means. So – uh, if you guys didn't hear these interviews, by the way, go to uh, whatever your podcast player is and look for Nothing But Niners. Every single presser is up there uh, from the 49ers. You can hear it on our channel here. We turned them into podcasts for you so you guys can listen to it. Um, do you guys have concerns about the health of the running backs and the quarterback behind this second string line? We, we've heard nothing positive about the second string line all camp. I'm going to start with Brian because we haven't heard from you in a while, and we'll go to Tony, uh, Nick, and then Wayne. Well, I mean, obviously, we, like you said, we haven't heard great things about the, the second string O line. So, I mean, this is going to test, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is test, tests traced processing abilities, you know, his extension of plays. You know, that's part of the reason we, you know, went and got, you know, he's not. Not your classic dual threat, but, you know, he's your, your guy. You're going to be able to extend plays, you know, something similar to what Russell Wilson can do, you know, and that may be the position this O-line is going to put him in where he's going to scramble for his life. Um, but and we won't know. But, that I mean, yeah, I have concerns about him getting injured behind that line, but I also have concerns that he needs to he needs to be a third overall pick and, and figure it out too. All right. All right, Tony, your thoughts, man. Are you concerned at all uh, with what the second string O-line can do for Lance and even the running backs? It's not just Lance that's behind this offensive line. Uh, the running backs are back there also. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you have to be somewhat concerned. God forbid something happened to him. I mean, but, like, yeah, I mean, that's all I'm going to say because I, I don't – I want to get into it because I, I have a question, but I don't want to stretch this out longer than what you want to know. But yeah, no, you do no, have to no, be no, concerned no, no, as far no. as this with is... the second offensive line with their "quote unquote" struggles. Ask your question, bro. Uh, this is the this is the only preview show. Ask your question. All right. So my question would be this. Okay. So let's say God forbid he doesn't because of the poor offensive line play, right? And he struggles versus the Kansas City front. Now, my question to you is. Who would be more who who's more of a challenge? The Kansas City second second defensive line versus our second offensive line? Or is it more of a challenge for the 49ers second D line versus their second offensive line? Because in my honest opinion, 
I think he's going to get 10, 10 times better looks and well, not better looks. I think it's going to be more of a challenge in practice versus our defensive line because it's so much deeper than what it was and probably more deeper than what Kansas City has to offer than it would be the other way around. So I, I think he might actually – the offensive line might actually look okay because they're not facing that defensive line in practice that they're facing with our second defensive line. So yeah. basically what I'm trying to say is because we have a better defensive line, do you think our offensive line will play better because facing in practice a better defensive line rather than Kansas City? <clears throat> this is exactly why I hate going in the middle because that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, there you go. You can answer it. I, I love that question. That's a really, really good point. Tony, I was going to agree with you 100%. Our, set, our second string defensive line is starters that can start on any other team. So, yes, so you know, when you're talking about Arden Keys, Mohurst, um, uh, uh, what's the other Contavia guy? Contavia Street. Contavia Street, DJ Jones. Playing well. Right. There's, there's yeah. a lot of talent on his defensive line, and it just leads me to think he's getting better looks in practice than he is going to in preseason versus any team that we have on our schedule. So now the question is, um, how do I say this? Let me think about this. Go ahead, Nick. Talk. I got to think about how I can say this a while. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, you know, there's no concern for me because what he goes up against against the 49ers second string D on that front in what in the trenches is probably better it not I don't want to say better but is better than a lot of NFL defenses like there are a lot of good players on that second string defense I don't want to say a lot of teams but it's good talent it's good talent it's not just some Joe Schmoes you know this isn't uh, pros versus Joes out there, if you guys remember that show. I don't know if anybody does or not, but um, pros versus Joes. But I think this helps this offensive line. I think it helps the offensive line. I think it helps Trey Lance. Um, you know, the only thing that I do think that probably helps Trey Lance out in our practices is our secondary on, on the second team. Because after Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett, as corner-wise, you know, you can add Dante Johnson in there just because he's a, you know, Mike's dude. But the talent drops off significantly, um, you know, and that's where, you know, obviously with rookies and things like that. So talent drops off. But um, either way, I th Tony, I think you hit it 100% on the, on, on the head, man. I, I, I'm not concerned at all because of the talent that he goes up against every day in practice. I think that D-line is, is, is going to bring it. Um, and I think that he's going to be used to that type of pressure and things like that. And like you said, our offensive line could be better going up against their defensive line because of what they go up against in practice every day. So, Right. But you guys still both – you and Tony both still expect to see Trey be able to handle himself. So you're not saying anything different. I was just giving specific numbers. And it seems like everybody's happy with your two answers but not mine. But he said the same thing. Well, I think all right. So it's it's because they included context with theirs. They're both saying that uh, our our defensive line is is better than what he's going to face. So yeah, he should be okay. You're just like I don't right. give a damn. Like he better handle it no matter what because 
he was picked third. And sure. that, that's a little different than what they're saying. Like you guys okay, are so I didn't put the context people. behind it, but I right. don't think You're I giving, should have to at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yours is one plus four, theirs is three plus two. Like it's the same result, but different ways of getting there. That's all. So I, I, I respect that. Um I was Wayne. just talking about the offensive line. I wasn't even talking about Trey Lance. I was just talking about the offensive line. No, but that's that's what it is. The, the, the question is the concerns with the, how bad the offensive line has been and what it could mean for Trey Lance. And you, you said, you know, you said what you said. Our, our defense is really, really deep. So oh, he's yeah. probably not going to play that, that level of competition and the line will look better. So and I, I even better game. 100%. I mean, I hear it all the time. Who cares if it's against twos in practice? So, yeah. I do think that he needs to. I do agree with Brian. He, I think I he feel does. Like there's some to. people that are backpedaling now, not necessarily with us guys, but like through media, fans, and things that I've read through the day, throughout the day as I've been driving down here. It seems like people are starting to make possible excuses for Trey not produ- producing instead of all we've heard up to this point is put him in with the ones because he's ready to go. And now I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And hold on. Like, I think he, oh, hold he's on. got a secondary that's not going to help him. Oh, hold on. I think he does deserve a shot with the ones. And I we're do. Not putting him in. I'm think. not saying he doesn't deserve that. I'm just no, saying I hear on. a lot of people backpedaling on their statements now on their beliefs on the, that Trey can handle himself. No, no. I, I, my personal opinion, I don't think anyone's backtracking. What I think is happening is it's repetitively said that, oh, he got one rep with the ones. It's like Kyle's hanging him out in front of us and teasing us. <laughs> I honestly feel I honestly feel you put this kid with the one behind that offensive line off. It's a rep. It's a rep. It's it's, you, it's, it's a, exactly. It's you a put this but kid behind the one. The one shouldn't he be competitive with the twos at least? He, he is competitive. Oh, are you kidding me? He's All right, the twos. Like what are we talking no about? He's smoking. No comment. Get the shirt. No, there is a comment. The issue is here's my <laughs> issue. Here's, here's my issue. Concerns. Get back to the topic. Concerns with the second string offensive line. Let's call it like it is. The uh, the second string offensive line is trash. They're developing. They're struggling. And if they're struggling against our twos, who you say can be ones somewhere else, we have no idea because not one of us is paying attention to any other team's second string unit. So we have no idea what's going on in Kansas City. We have no idea what's going on in Los Angeles. Like, we don't know. We're not paying it any attention. Their twos could be just as good. That our offensive line still sucks. Let's call it like it is. We got a second round draft pick who won't be starting anytime soon. And then we got a bunch of fourth round, fifth, uh, fifth round picks, excuse me, on that offensive line. We don't know who our swing tackle is. As of right now, our swing tackle is about to be a rookie. What are we talking yeah. about? It's about to be Jalen Moore. The second yeah, is you got to give these guys a little more credit than what you're doing. I'm giving I'm not discrediting them. I'm telling you that they're struggling, bro. That's the, that's the, I'm answering the question. They're struggling and it's okay to struggle. It's practice, right? This is how they're going to get better. That's what everybody says. They got to struggle. They got to get better. So they're going up against tough competition from our defensive line who is finally healthy, right? And we need them to stay healthy. Right. And so the fact that our second de- uh, sec- our depth on our defensive line is healthy, is beating up on these guys, hopefully will knock these guys into shape. But right now they're not. So what I got to do, Tony, is give them time. The question is, if a guy goes down on our starting unit, what the f- what time am I giving them when you got to plug and play them and they can't hold a block? 
and this is the thing where I'm about to answer your question. That's why they went out and signed the player that they did in Alex Mack. This is why they did that, because they knew they wanted to go a young route. I still think there's a chance that Banks could be starting by week one, week two. This kid just needs a little more time to get his feet under him, get you acclimated to this speed, this type of scheme, learning the 49ers techniques and the way they teach their offensive linemen to block. Now, it's not an excuse. It's not saying, like, you know, oh, yeah, he'll be all right, he'll be all right. I just feel that the kid has the skill set. He just needs to be molded a little bit more. That's just the way I view it. And I'm telling you now, like you just brought up, more, I think, is in the lead for the swing tackle spot. And from everything that I'm reading, this kid's playing pretty good in camp. And that's very encouraging for a guy that went to, I think, what, Central Michigan? I forgot what school he went to off the top of my head. But clearly, he has the feet because he was a former tight end. He was a former defensive lineman, so he's athletic. He's nimble. He, he could play inside, outside. They drafted him to play a guard, but he's opening eyes as a swing tackle, getting reps. And right now, I think I read, if I'm correct, he's the number number two left tackle. So for a fifth-round pick, whatever, fifth or sixth-round pick, that speaks a lot to take that spot over a veteran like Sean Coleman. I, I agree. But I, 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 but I thought Sean Coleman was trash from day one, and 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 the moment, the moment, listen, he got hurt, couldn't play, sat out for COVID, didn't play, and now Justin School, if not injured, would be the swing tackle, and that would still allow your boy uh, more to develop even more. But I, I do see the hindsight. I do see that, Tony. I do see that Jalen Moore should be getting praise, even though you're not really hearing much of him because he is stepping up into a big role as a fifth-round draft pick. But I'm just talking about the pieces that the 49ers already have. Not getting much out of Colton McKibbins. I even heard Daniel Brunskill was struggling. Like, what, what are we talking about here? And he's on the starting unit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, listen, all I'm saying is I have concerns. I'm sorry if y'all don't. But I have concerns with the second string offensive line. That does not mean that they're not going to go out there on Saturday and pump, like, like do a great job. They probably will. Just because I have concerns, I just have concerns from what I'm hearing and seeing in camp. And I think that's all right for me to have concerns. If you guys feel different, I that's fine. I just have concerns. They're not producing. And so for me, I, I'm, I, I'm going to give it time. Our coaches is giving it time. The team's giving it time. Of course, you got to give it time. I'm not saying that Banks is a bust. That's not what's coming out of my mouth. I'm just telling you that they're struggling. And so what's going to happen when Trey Lance, like you guys says, Trey Lance needs to be able to go out there and produce. I don't care if he was behind fifth string guys. He's Trey Lance. That's what you. That's what we're saying. And I'm just like, wait a minute, though, because if he's going up against different competition, that's that's going to dominate this second string offensive line that can't block for him in practice, how are they going to block for him in a game? And that's why I said, give him the, give him a chance to go with the ones. And then you will really see what Trey Lance is I, all about. I agree 100% with you. As far as the Trey Lance thing, I agree 100%. The only way you're going to see if this kid's able to take the next step is to put him behind the ones with the ones versus their ones. That's my opinion. And now right. my thing is now let's say he comes out and balls out and has one hell of a game, nothing like out of the norm, but you see him go through his progressions. You see him call command and auto. You see him making adjustments at the line. What's the excuse then? It's Kansas City's twos? Because I don't want to hear it because he's doing the same thing versus the 49ers twos. 
So how are we going to get an accurate evaluation of Trey Lance? That well, is if he's been productive against question. our twos, he should be productive against their twos or their ones, right? I mean, if we if we consider, or at least I consider, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but I consider that our, our defensive line is is stout. You know, we have depth, right? Um, so I do agree that our, our second team defense is is good as a lot of teams first team defenses. Um, I don't I can't compare, you know, exactly who they're going to play on Saturday on that defensive line. But if he's able to put up the numbers that he's been able to put up with the second O-line against the second D-line, I think that he should be fine on Saturday. And I think that it's crazy not to think that that's going to be the case. Um, but yeah, that's, I, what, I understand that's where what you're, you're saying. He's, he, it's going to be the second offensive line against their first defensive line. But their first defensive line is, should be similar to our second defensive line, especially if they have Clark's a, not going to have a good first defensive line, though, bro. They, they if Frank Clark's not gonna, potentially not going to be there. Even if Frank Clark's not there. They got it. They got a stout line. Like and I would say it's probably on par with our second guys. I hear you. I hear you. Now, Brian, but I know you got to go. I just don't. I don't like that as as a thought process to give him an excuse for that. I'm not trying to say that. You know, yeah, I did say that I expect him to ball out, but I do. If he can be as good as he's been in practice on Saturday against their D line, that's my expectation. He should be having similar numbers to what he's putting up in practice. And perhaps he will. That remains to be seen. Uh, Brian, I know you got to get running. So uh, why don't you give your final thoughts here? We'll let you go. Uh, I, I know Wayne gave me a time limit. We're a little bit beyond that. So I don't know if he's got to go also. But we're going to continue this show here. So uh, let me get you guys final thoughts. And then we'll let you guys go. We'll start with Brian. And the yeah, show so is not over, guys. Don't leave. This is just for Brian yeah. and anyone else who has to leave. We got a lot. Right. No, I'd love to study. I'd love to stay and talk because this is awesome topics. Um, but uh, you know, I got to get the kids fed. We had a long day today getting down here. Um, so you know, my final thoughts are: I'll be in section three eleven here at the game Saturday. You know, I'll be around. So you want to talk? Whatever, we can do that. You know, I'll have my kids with me, so keep it fairly. De- you know, <laughs> PG, PG, yeah, if you will. Um, but uh, you know, I'd love to talk to anybody who wants to talk talk football um, and. Uh, you know, as always, be good to each other. Things are going to be amazing um, going forward. We're in an awesome situation. Um, you know, uh, continue to be faithful and, uh, you know, me. Mahalo and aloha. All right. That's our guy right there, Brian, signing out. Breezy, are you leaving now? You yeah, man, I, I got to get some beauty rest, man. I'm I'm, I'm beat. I'm, I'm not even going to stop. talking about beauty rest. He needs to go to sleep for a decade. Yeah. Oh. I wasn't on mute. My bad. I'm kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. Man, you knew you wasn't on mute. <laughs> um, look, my expectations for this game is for the 49ers to come out. I know Nick is saying it's going to be more of a processing game, which makes 100% sense, right? But I, I really want to see these guys execute. I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't seen them execute in a long time. Uh, and it, they have, we haven't seen 49er football in a long time. And so I'm looking for all execution. I'm looking for guys to come out here, try to make this roster. You're going to see guys get cut right after this game. Like the moment this game is over, they're in San Francisco too or Santa Clara, whatever you want to go. Guys are going to not be on this team. Uh, and so I'm hoping that they come out there, they do what they got to do. They get a victory. I know the victory shouldn't matter really in the preseason game, but it kind of does. It kind of sets the tone. Uh, especially when you got this nice little young unit trying to spearhead. I do expect Trey Lance, like Brian, to come out here and compete. 
So execution is what I'm looking for. I don't care who he's playing against either. I just, I guess, I guess I was on the kind of the cusp where like, dude, he's going up against like real ones now. Like he's never seen real ones. You can't say that our twos are real ones because we don't know if they will have a job. We're just saying they can possibly start on other teams. Right. And so we don't know that. But look, I expect Trey Lance to be fine. I expect Jimmy to have a good first drive. Okay. I, these are my expectations. I do. I think Jimmy should come out here. I'm not saying lighten a button on fire, but he should come out here with a gullible sense to say, hey, I can lead my team to some points because I know I'm coming right out. And then you move on to the next practice or whatnot. So shout out to you, bros. Nothing but Niners for life. I'm signing off, man. Have a great show. I'll watch the rest in the morning. My dog. That's it for Wayne Breezy there. Uh, our guy is out of here. Guys, it's the three musketeers left over here. So uh, we're going to get down with a get down over here and uh, continue breaking this thing down. Now, normally we start the show with a bunch of news, notes, and nuggets uh, concerning the team. So we're going to rewind a little bit because I believe the three of us here are here for just a little bit more. Um, so we're going to start with a couple of things here, okay? Um, the first thing that I want to start with is right here. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix released a comment here. Um, and he said, grateful for this opportunity with the 49ers. I remember my DB coach at Alabama, Coach Greg Brown, speaking so highly of the 49ers and how great the organization was and the DBs he coached. I'm thankful to be a part of this organization. Rent is due. And a bunch of emojis and uh, a bunch of emojis and hashtags there that we don't need to go over. Uh, and the only reason I posted this is because I like to see when new additions are excited about their opportunity here. Um, you know, I, I kind of wrote this kid off as someone who, ah, you couldn't last with the Cowboys or you, you're not going to make it here. Or, you know, you, you've gone on, on a different team every year since you got out of your rookie contract. I'm not expecting anything. And now I'm not going to lie to you. That one comment there lets me know that he's a little hungry. You know what I'm saying? I see your cowlick over there, bro. I know, dude. Um, this shit's sticking up. Like. <laughs> Do you guys have any thoughts on the comments here from Ha Ha Clinton Dix? This this just goes for exactly what I was talking about with Arden Key. It's like you get a guy that's happy to be somewhere. Mm -hmm. If if they can stay healthy, the production should get better. Um, you know, it depends. Look, if you go to if you you could like your job, you could like what you do. But when you go into your job place, if you don't like the people around you or the way that things people are doing, it's going to take your production down. Whether you like doing your job or not, right? I could be in love with my job, but if my boss and my coworkers are complete, I don't get along with them, I'm going to hate my it's going to make me hate my job or it's not going to make me produce. Um you go somewhere where you're completely in love with your job, you're going to do above and beyond because you want to succeed more and you want that company or team to succeed more. So these are things where these players, when they go to new places, it's not because they didn't have talent that they weren't doing things before. It's just they're happy to be there. And they show and, and do that in their production-wise. So um, – I think this is a good thing for HaHa, -ha. you know, and I think that, you know, I've always liked HaHa. -ha. I don't know what has been going on with him for the last two years, um, but one of the organizations we can see people weren't happy. Trent Brown was happy to get back out of there. 
Arden Key was happy to get out of there. I don't know what it is over there in Oakland, or not Oakland, Las Vegas now, but uh, people that come here usually are happy and they enjoy the organization and they try to, to above and beyond. So I like it. All right, Tony, any thoughts on the comments? Um, I, I just I agree with Nick said. And, you know, the problem is, right, like these kids, when they get drafted, they don't have a choice in where they're going. They're getting picked by a team, and they're saying, come on, learn this system, and I want to see you excel in this system. So with that being said, now he has the ability to try to find himself not only A, a culture, a strong locker room or a, a great culture and potentially a scheme that fits him. So with with that being said, I just think like, you know, you've seen it with Key, you've seen it with um, with Hurst. All these guys are coming here and they're, they're all happy. So you got to look at it from that point of view and say, you know, and he took the advice from from Greg Brown, who was with the 49ers. And maybe it, it, it's like Arden Key. Like, he said it himself. That wasn't a good fit for me, that defense. Never mind the organization. Never mind the, you know, the, what do they call that? The culture. Scheme fit. This kid is going to be a good scheme fit in San Francisco because of their style. Wide nine. You could cheat off the edge. You come in on an angle and you use your speed, which that's what he did at Louisiana State, meaning R&T. Uh, so that's – I see a similar thing here with um, uh, Clinton Dix. Maybe he feels that this, not only culture-wise, but this scheme is a good fit for him because he offers you versatility with this coming to the 49ers. He could be in a box safety and he could play the deep. He could play a deep safety. So – I'm really interested to see how it works out. I like the comments he's making. I think it's going to work out. Like, like he's coming in hungry, and that's what you want. You just want a guy to come in and be hungry. Now I understand why they signed him because I didn't know Tony Jefferson went on the IR. I just found that out, like, when I walked out of work. So now it makes sense. You know, to, to going, going back to what you said, Tony, it's not only everything that we just talked about. It's also – you got to look at it. Arden Key and, you know, Arden Key, Mo Hurst, they're not going to be starters here. They, they don't have that high profile over expectations as to what they need to do here. Yeah, there's no pressure on them. Right. There's no pressure. So the more they succeed, the better they're going to be to where they can get those higher contracts and go somewhere else and less snaps, less play for them and no pressure. And they can have fun. And the scheme fits them. So there, there's a lot of reasons why these guys should all succeed. Ha ha, Clinton Dix, Arden Key, Mo Hurst, uh, Zach Kerr, like all these guys. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 you know, feel good, play good. I like it. Talk your shit, Nick. That's what I like hearing, man. You know, I got a lot of stuff here. Look, 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 look. This has been popping up all week. You just mentioned Mo Hurst, right? Mo Hurst was the best player on the field today. This is from today. I saw this same tweet yesterday. These guys are out there, and they're giving it up. They're going out there, and they're playing like they got nothing to lose. Maybe it's because of our second-string offensive line, right? But these guys are out there, and they're getting after it. And they're not – they're relentless in their pursuit. I like that. I like it a lot, you know. Um, 
I do want to say this really quick and get this out the way. Not that it's a, a hindrance or anything like that, but congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Jason Barrett. Uh, they uh, were blessed with the birth of a baby girl today, if I'm not mistaken, or yesterday, right? No? Yes. The faith, yes. Right? I thought I thought it was a couple of days ago. It might it might have been a couple of days. I know that because he left he, and came back. He yeah, left for the birth and then came back. So he's been oh, back. I, I don't know the exact day, but I'm. It, it's a baby girl though, right? Yeah. No, when you said today, I was like, wait, was that today? Yeah. Or, so yeah. congratulations to um, Mr. and Mrs. Verrett on the birth of a baby girl, beautiful, healthy baby girl. Uh, you know, we wish you guys nothing but the best. You know, it's weird. My family is like, oh, you you cry at birth and celebrate at death and all that, but we're gonna do it the opposite way here. We're gonna celebrate the birth of this young lady. Uh, and hope you guys uh, have a wonderful life with her. Uh, I don't have any other words for that, but I did want to say that to uh, Jason Barrett, his wife, and uh, now his his family. Uh, that that's a beautiful thing. Speaking, um, speaking of Jason Barrett, Jason Barrett is one of those guys that we're kind of talking about right now because he didn't have to resign here after his year. Yeah, here playing healthy, and mm -hmm. he gave back to the organization because. They believed in him. So he took the deal of what they wanted to offer him. So that's what I'm talking about. You you, you like where you play. Things are different. So he's one of the guys that has benefited from, um, you know, the patience and the the, the culture at, here at, in San Francisco, well, in Santa Clara. Absolutely. You know, we see – we saw that the, the 49ers showed so much patience with Jason Verrett. They signed him uh, preseason. He hurts himself before, right before. Uh, no, no, that was uh, that was McKinnon. But he hurts himself during preseason. Doesn't play a game. Comes back the following season. Uh, he gets in in week three against the Steelers. Hurts himself. He's done for the year again. Right. The Niners have done this with so many guys, and one of the guys is Jalen Hurd. Okay, and Kyle Shanahan went out. Uh, two days ago and got everybody up in arms and their feelings saying that Hurd doesn't have much time because he's not showing anything in practice. And we came on this show right here and I said, guys, it's not what Kyle was saying. In my opinion, Kyle was answering a question about what happens when guys in general can't practice. And they said, no, Mike, you're crazy. That's not what it is. That You're, you're absolutely wrong. No, Kyle was saying that Hurd's time is marked. Well, guess what? Kyle clarified today, guys, and here it is. Heard won't play. No. I was I was impressed when he got some balls, um, made some plays. Um, no, he's he's coming along. You know, the stuff that I said the other day wasn't anything that was a shot at him. That, that's the reality of injured players. I don't think people realize that it's when you have guys who are talented enough to make your team, it's tough because it's not about just getting them to the 53 there's a lot of those are the stressful decisions john and i have because you know there's guys you really want to help and you got to be smart with them because they're coming off real serious injuries but you eventually got to show that you can you won't get re-injured and, and that's what's tough you know you it was not about her it's about injured players in general he was answering a question that was directly asked to him and then he transitioned to the herd part now, he did disappoint me. Uh, he went on to say that Hurd will not participate this week uh, in the games. Uh, did you want to jump in? I saw you pointing. or No, I was just going to say, but it wasn't even just Kyle Shanahan that was talking about Hurd. Mm -hmm. Wes Welker went out 
in an interview and said the same thing pretty much that whether you have the talent, know the playbook, know everything else, if you can't get on the field and play, you're no help to them. And it's hard to make this team not being able to be on the on the field. Now, I did not see the Wes Welker interview or hear it because I, I don't know where that was. Uh, I'll find out where exactly where it was and I'll send I, it to you. I did hear people saying Wes Welker. Well, I read on Twitter that people were saying Wes Welker uh, reiterated the same words, but I don't know what platform that was on. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go back and look and see what it was that I listened to it on. Um, but I believe – no, I'll, this, I'll go back and tell you. No, it's all right. This was all following her waking up in the morning saying, hey, my knee doesn't feel right. I want to sit out. He sat out one game. And all of a sudden, Hurd went from having one catch all camp to some new news happening. This is the Jalen Hurd practice. Guys, that is a sentence. That is one full sentence from Matt Mayoko, trusted agent of the San Francisco 49ers. This is the Jalen Hurd practice. He had back-to-back receptions from Trey Lance of 13 and 23 yards in a two-minute drill. He's had three catches today, right? And then there was this right here. Jalen Hurd catches a dart from Trey Lance over the middle. Hurd looked angry once he caught the ball and turned up the field with the eye emoji. Guys, they told me he's cut. His time is over here in San Francisco. This guy hasn't got on the field in two straight years. He's done, Mike. You're wasting your time cheering for him. Nope, not Mike. Mike's still holding out hope. And I have out there a total of 60 push-ups that Jalen Hurd makes this 53-man roster. Go ahead, Nick. I saw you. I'll tell you one thing he's got going against him is you heard Kyle Shanahan today talk about Kendrick Bourne and how Kendrick Bourne was on a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that helped Kendrick Bourne was injuries. Yep. He we have a lot more Specifically, health. wait, wait, wait. Specifically when – Heard, heard, and Taylor got hurt. Yep, he said specifically when those guys got injured uh, that it was time for for them to keep Bourne. Right, Bourne could have been cut basically, and you know he was on the bubble. But you have to look at this year. You got other guys. You can only keep so many receivers, right? And so, in in a sense, time is running out. If if Trent Sherfield wasn't playing like he's playing right now as it you know, could be a third receiver. Muhammad Sanu is having a great camp. Mm, he could be a third receiver. What's that? That? Depends on who you ask. that depends on who you ask. I've heard some very unflattering things about Sanu also. Okay, but what I'm trying to say here is, is there's other guys that are producing in camp that can make this team, and that's where the difference is this year with Jalen Hurd because okay. they're not going to keep somebody that's – not healthy where it could be re-injured mm-hmm. when they need the position people. You also have to look at it this way. They may even keep, you know, less receivers this year because you got let's say, let's just say, for example, the running backs. You well, you got good running backs, and let's say, let's just say Jordan Matthews makes this team, right? This year. Special teams, plays tight end, and can play receiver. He plays three different positions. Right, So if a receiver goes down, Jordan Matthews can fill in. If a tight end goes down, Jordan Matthews can fill in. Um, there's there's other guys that um, 
you know, can play other positions that are going up for positions this year on this team. And that you could cut in other places because of the dual threat that those guys have. So, you know, if you want to only go to two quarterbacks and keep an additional tight end like Jordan Matthews or go to five receivers and keep a Jordan Matthews for a tight end, special yeah. teams and uh wide receiver position, that's a way that you can do those things. But that's the only thing that's hurting Jalen Hurd this year is, is the emergence of Trent um, Sherfield. Um, I haven't heard much about River Craycraft and what he's doing. Um, but then you have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, both are healthy this year. Um, you know, some good takes on Muhammad Sanu. So yeah. there, there are other people that can make this team that are getting more production than Jalen Hurd is in camp so far. So no, no. you're you're right. You're you're absolutely right. So we know that Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are going to make the roster. They made it last year. They're going to make it this year. Now here's some facts. And for the biggest Hurd supporter out there and myself, Jalen Hurd has never made this 53 man roster. He's been here for three years right. and has never made the 53-man roster. Let that sink in. Yep. So this is a scary time for guys like me who are big herd supporters, right? Now, Trent Taylor's not here. Trent Taylor made the 53-man roster one year that Hurd didn't. Kendry Bourne's not here. He made the roster three years, well, two years that Hurd was not here. Okay. Uh, Muhammad Sanu is here. He didn't make it initially, but he came back later. Uh, and so it makes it a little a little iffy, right? I'm going to say Trent Sherfield replaces Kendrick Bourne. I think Trent Sherfield has has given himself the wide receiver three position. I could be wrong, but based off what we're hearing from camp, he is the guy. Okay. Now with someone like me pulling for uh, Hurd, um, you have to cling to what every word that Kyle Shanahan said. It's not about who's the best at each position. It's about putting together a full roster. Right. And again, if you guys didn't hear that, go back. And you can either watch him on the on the 49ers YouTube page or listen to our podcast. Kyle Shanahan's interview is isolated and posted as a podcast already, so you can go and listen to it there. Um, he explains to you it's not just about who's the best and who's not. It's about putting together an entire 53 or 56 if you're keeping the two line, the linemen or whatever. So he talks about all that, and then he breaks it all down. I'm not saying that Hurd is going to make this line, uh, th th this team uh, for sure. But I, I, I think that a couple of things bode well for him. I do. Now, before I shoot my that that's that's a pause. Uh, before I before I share my thoughts, I want to ask you guys this: Kyle Shanahan did go out uh, on the record and say that Hurd is not playing. We heard that at the very beginning of the video that we just played here. Uh, hopefully, you all heard it. But Kyle said right at the very very beginning of the video. Heard is not playing. Heard won't play. No. Heard won't play. No. When you look at the players that he has already ruled out, and if you, I don't know if you guys caught it or not, what does this mean to you that Jalen Hurd isn't making it? You know what? I'll go first. I'll go first. And then no, let me let me go first, and then you guys respond. I think this means Jalen Hurd is a lock to make the roster. No. No, not, not a chance in hell. You know what this means? Jalen Hurd isn't ready to play in a preseason game yet. No, no, bro. No. He's barely practiced this offseason. He's barely practiced. He's missed two practices, bro. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing team activities before that. 
Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, he, he went in he, one time with he went in for two days for team activities and then sat out and then went in again. He just came back to team activities. He was on the sideline working he's got, out. He's got four days of team activities under his belt. Four days. I just said three. So where, 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 how many days of practice have we been into? I don't know, 10 or 11. Okay, so that's not even half of practice. He's practiced, bro. He's practiced. He went out, had his best day, and Kyle <laughs> said, you know what? We don't need to see anything from him. Get the hell Listen, out of here. I think Hurd is a lock to here. make this roster. I think he's a lock. All the players that, that Kyle is keeping out are locks. Bosa, he's keeping out. Ford, he's keeping out. Hurd, he's keeping out. Like, what do these things have in common? Bosa, all really good players. Bosa They're all from the from big injuries. D Ford coming back from a big injury. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I appreciate I'm not, you. I'm not listening to nothing you guys are saying. Hurd is making this roster. Mike said, no comment. Hurd <laughs> 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 is making the roster, bro. Kyle said, hey, you had such a good practice today. I don't even need to see you on Saturday. I know what you can yeah, do. All right. yeah, okay. You guys are saying that. What does this mean? Honestly. All right. All right. So all jokes aside, when you hear that Kyle is keeping Hurd out, knowing the injury history, knowing the recent day that Hurd pulled himself, all right, and then you hear the practice report, Kyle said he had a good day today, whatever, you take it for what it's worth. What does it mean that they're not let – and, again, from what I'm hearing, this isn't Hurd saying, hey, I can't play. This is Kyle saying, hey, you don't need to play. We're going to hold you out today. There's always next week. So he's guaranteed to be on the roster for at least one more week. That part I can give you guys. For the 53, I don't know. What does this mean to you guys when you hear that? To me, I already said it. He's not ready. He hasn't practiced enough. And, that, I mean, you go back to all his years here. I, I mean – He's been injured every single season. Like you said, he's never made an initial 53. So I, I just don't think he's ready. He doesn't have enough practice time under his belt. And these other guys that they want to get looks at, that they really need to look at, that have more of a chance of making this roster, they need to see. So that's my – that's easy for me. Tony, what do you yeah, think, I mean man? I agree. I mean, I think I think there's still there's, there's still uncertainty. I mean, is he caught after this game? No, I don't think so. I think he does get it to the to the final cut down. But my thing is, okay, he came out yesterday. He showed three nice catches, forty something yards. He looked good. He looked explosiveness. But then, what? That was yesterday, right? Not today. That practice, right? Oh, that was today. That's today. today's practice. Oh, yesterday he held. All right, so that's out. today's practice. So then, I want to see what are they practicing tomorrow? Uh, nope. No. Next time you see or hear from the 49ers, it will be Saturday during the game. That they're not doing a walkthrough leading up to the game. No, I don't know if they're doing a walkthrough or not, but we're not going to hear about it. Even but, if they do, there's no press. I I just don't like how he does something and then he's out. He does something and then he's out. Like, you have – he should be at the point where he is participating a little bit more 
and sustaining it, and it should be going further and further every practice. You should do a little more each practice, not like catch three passes and all right, go off to the side, work, work through something, do a couple things. I just want to see him be like, okay, let's go full board this practice, run your routes, you come in with the first team, second team, third team, get your reps, and then you go off the field, and then the next day you come back on. That's what I just – there's too many – he does something, and then he's done. He does something, then he's done. I just – I find that certain. You want to see him stack days. Yeah, like I want to see more repetitive – I want to see more steadiness. I want to see yeah. – Consistency. Like, consistency. Like, you're going yeah. into week two. There's only three preseason games this year. They play Saturday. Obviously, he's not going to get involved. Now, my question to you is, what happens if he's not in the first practice back from this? That tells me that something's not right. Well, after this preseason I hope he game, makes it. I hope he makes it because how he flashed versus Dallas in that preseason game, that's what you want to see. You want to see a physical route running guy. He gets the ball in his hands. He'll run you over. He'll, he high points the ball in the end zone on, on the fade, the back shoulder fade in the, in the corner of the pylon. Like, you, you want to see that. That's what you want. But now the question is, granted, he might not be as explosive as Jalen Hurd, but it's the same type of receiver in, Jay, in Jennings. They're very similar in their mentality and their skill set minus the speed. Both of them lack the ability to create separation on a route. So I think Kyle was afraid. When they drafted Jennings, Kyle was afraid Hurd was never going to be the player he thought he was. So they drafted another player similar to him in Jennings. So now I think it's going to come down between the two of them for the final wide receiver spot. If Hurd makes this roster, he's wide receiver six. He's not wide receiver four, five. He's six until he proves himself to be able to sustain and, and carry over amount of time and stay healthy and be able to practice. I think I agree with you, Tony. I think that right now is not a big, a big deal for Jalen Hurd, but we don't play for what two weeks after Saturday. I, I don't know. We don't no, play. No, like no, 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 no. We played a following Sunday. No, following Saturday, right? I thought I, I thought we were off, and then we played the twenty seventh or something like that. No, no, they played. Like Good. They they definitely play a game before that. We, we played the Chargers. We played the Chargers in twenty second. So we go from the fourteenth to the twenty second. It's eight days later, so we go from yes, we go from Saturday to to Sunday. Sunday, yeah, it's eight days later. We got the twenty second. Oh, oh, you know where I'm thinking the break is before the first season game. Yeah, yeah, that's the only break. That, the yeah, only break that's where I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking that because we have that break after the third preseason game before the first yes. uh, week. So that's my bad. My bad. That's what I was thinking. But, but what was your point with that? Yeah, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say that right now, you know, Hurd just got back to practice. So really next week and the and next weekend's game against the Chargers and how much he plays against the Chargers is really going to be telling. If he doesn't play again or he sits out practice at all this week, I think his chances are going down even lower of making this team. 
So I think this up next upcoming week after week one of preseason is going to be more telling as to what's going to happen with Jalen Hurd. I know this guy on Twitter that tweeted something along the lines of, uh, you know, I guarantee you that by the end of 822, everybody's going to be on Jalen Hurd's nuts. He's a great guy. If you guys want to go and follow him, uh, his Twitter handle is 49ERSMIKE underscore NFL. You guys should go and give him a follow. Um, he seemed to He's know. not a great dude. I, I don't even follow that, that dude anymore. Damn, look at that hate. Uh, he seemed to know that Hurd would not be playing this week and was confident that Hurd is going to be out there next weekend and killing it. So uh, you guys should go check it out. Um, now, Ridwan Williams says, if Hurd makes a 53-man roster, Will he be considered a rookie? Only in accumulation, right? Like the accredited games. That's the only way he's considered a rookie, right? He hasn't played any games. Yeah. I would consider him a rookie because he's yet to step on the field in a meaningful game. Right. All right. Let's get that off the screen. That's been insulting enough. We got it. We got it. Oh. The truth hurts sometimes, Mike. The truth hurts. It's not about the truth hurting or not. It's just that we don't have a real answer for him. All right, so that's that. We, we do have a couple other things here. Really quick, guys, let's just run through this here. Um, did we do uh, – we did Mo Hurst already, right? Uh-huh. All right, so here we go. I think this is the last one we got, and then we, we'll get back into uh, preseason games. Jimmy Garoppolo just led a very impressive 75-yard touchdown drive with the offense, down four, winning touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk with three seconds left. Garoppolo was seven of eight, excluding the spike preceding the touchdown. He moved the team down the field meticulously. Tony, Nick, as much as we want to move on and get to Hurd whenever he's ready, is it possible? Lance, not Hurd. I mean, Lance, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to get to Hurd, but whatever. Uh, Is it possible that Jimmy has stepped up just a little bit, that Jimmy has improved? Just a little bit this offseason, knowing or not knowing, I should say, what his future holds. I mean, I'd hope so. I mean, I really would hope so. But the question is, I wish they would specify like they do Lance, whether it was versus ones or twos. You know what I'm saying? Everything with Lance, oh, it's versus the twos. Oh, it's versus the twos. Oh, it's versus the twos. Like, it's almost like they. They want you to think Jimmy's like the real deal right now. I mean, I'm not saying he is not. He is a good quarterback, right? He, he He's a quarterback. He's a game manager. He hit his ceiling. We know his skill set. Defensive coordinators know how to get to Jimmy and, and, and mess his, I don't know what I could call it, but I call it his oodle loop up. Um, so, with, with, with that being said, yeah, you're throwing your statistics out. It is it is good, but like I would love to know. Like I wish I could just go to practice and watch Jimmy once because I promise you they're not all downfield shots. They're schemed open routes. They're checkdowns. They're you know what I'm saying. So like I I want to see with my own eyes what he's doing. Like you could see in the videos, yeah, he's making throws, but. 
I just want to be able to see it. Like, I want to see Jimmy actually make these throws, go downfield, try to connect. Because if you look, I went through Twitter at work today when I went on my break, and, and I saw a couple things that were he overthrew somebody. He underthrew somebody. He missed them by five yards. So it's clear as day that the inconsistent issues are still there with Jimmy. So, yes, he did good on, on a, on a game-ending drive to win the game, that's great. But I would like to know what the design plays were, how they were, what plays were called, the depth of the routes, mm-hmm. air, the, tr- the the travel in the air, whether it was a five-yard pass, would it run after catch, or was it 20 yards downfield? I want to know those things to make a full assessment based off of these numbers. That's all I ask. Can I ask something to you, Tony? You don't have to answer, but why does that matter? Kyle does that for whoever his quarterback is. Kyle schemes people open during the regular season, whether it's Hoyer, Bethard, Mullins. So what difference does it make? It's whether or not the quarterbacks can execute. No, the issue is if you look at the practice traits of him calling plays between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance attacked downfield. Jimmy Garoppolo did attack downfield sometimes, but nowhere as much as, as Trey Lance would. So that tells me. Can, can I before you go on, on it? Trey Lance is also attacking downfield with starting receivers against our depleted secondary. So then, who's that Jimmy Garoppolo facing? Jimmy Garoppolo is going against Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett with their receivers. Okay, well, Emmanuel Mosley just came back what three or four practices ago. There was a practice where Jimmy Garoppolo had a pretty productive practice, but let's go back and realize something. Jason Barrett was given the day off due to his wife. Jimmy Ward sat out of practice. Emmanuel Mosley was not there. So now you want to – Tony's point, the best day that I heard from Jimmy was the day that Ward was out, Tart was out, Rhett was out, Mosley was out. That's what I'm trying to say. Like Tony's point. Right, but he also he also went downfield more. That's what I'm saying. So Trey Lance yeah. is going downfield. That's what that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Jimmy has a harder time going downfield against the starting DBs with the starting receivers. The starting receivers go over for Trey Lance, Debo, Ayu, Kittle. We all heard that Kyle Shanahan say this. They're getting snaps with the twos with Trey Lance going up against our secondary who is not Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley and the safeties are rookies and other things. So yeah, maybe they're testing those guys downfield more because they need the work for that. We don't think of that. And I'm not saying that that's the truth. And I'm not saying that I 100% completely believe that, but that is something that could literally be going on is we're going to test these guys. And the competition between Brandon Ayuk, barely anybody can. Jason Verrett's pretty much the only one that's been able to cover Brandon Ayuk right now in camp. So Brandon Ayuk up against a, a Dante Johnson or a, a, a Lamore, a Lenore, you're on mute. You better leave Dante alone. Name somebody else. <laughs> I, I did. Diamador Lenore. But. All right. I, that's all I'm saying is is that is that is benefiting Trey Lance also, and it, and it could be benefiting. Look, I'm with you guys. I don't think Jimmy can throw the ball deep down the field and be accurate and 
I think he can throw the ball down there. But whether he's accurate and going to put it in in the bread basket, I doubt. But there, there's a lot of benefit, especially consistency. Consistent. Right, consistent. We've seen him do it occasionally. It's, it's the consistency that is the biggest issue. All right, so let's let's try to wrap this thing up here, guys. Uh, we've been wa- rocking for a while here, but I do um, think Jimmy comes out and balls out this year. I think he has a mountain of a chip on his shoulder. That's good. That's good. That's good. We haven't talked about uh, defense the entire time here. Okay, uh, so I want to ask you guys about stars on the backups uh on on the on the second and third string uh defenses uh who do you think they will be the stars yeah on on the second and third string defenses it could be on the uh it could be on the the starters it could be on the backups it could be on whoever you want I mean, not not the starters or backups. I meant to say um, the second team. No, no, no. The the defensive line. It could be on the uh, secondary. It could be the linebackers. Whoever you want it to be. But who are some of the stars on the second and third team uh, defenses that you are expecting to rise uh, during this game? I want to see all those good talk about Jonas Griffith. Linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's one guy I'm I'm interested in seeing play. I got a different name, but I want I want I like that. I like that. Let's see who Tony has here. Or Tony, do you want me to go first? I'll give you my name if you want. Go ahead, go. I want to see Street do something. I'm hearing a lot of positive shit about Contavious Street. Uh finally. And I'm wondering if it's real. So I'm expecting him to have a really, really big game. I don't know if he's a second stringer or a third stringer right now, but I'm hearing so much positive about him. I expect him to dominate whenever he gets out there. So that's my guy. Uh, who you got? Uh, I got a couple guys, but to pick one, uh, I want to see Hufanga. I knew I want to see him. I swear. I, I want to see Hufanga. I want to see what he could do because I'm going to tell you something right now. This kid is a, a you could take your time. You could take the four six that he ran, whatever. You step inside those lines. I don't give a shit what your forty time is unless you're running a straight line. Game speed is game speed. This kid has instincts, and that's why the forty the forty nine ers drafted him because it's based off his in- instincts. My he's not going to be a starter. I think he's going to be a special teams ace year one, potentially year two. But I do think because of this kid's instincts. He will give you the ability in package situations to step on that field and contribute in his rookie year. You're hearing nothing but positives with him ever since he's put pads on. Without the pads, maybe he's, you know, he was a little behind the eight ball. The kid put pads on. He's flying around the field. He's making stops behind the line. I heard one play he made a stop on a scrimmage. He did. He picked the ball off in the set, playing the, the free safety, uh, cover three, single high safety. He's, he just gives you the ability to make plays. He's a playmaker. Um, the kids, you can't question his talent. He was a All-American at USC. Yeah, he ran the same speed at USC. He's running the same speed now. I want to see how it transitioned into game. Yeah, 
We can't we can't say offensively it's just defensive players. Well, that was the question, uh, you know. But let's let's go ahead and transition then. Uh, who are some of the backup offensive players that you guys are looking for? I don't know if he's a, hear that. I don't know if he's a backup, but I can't wait to see Trey Sermon. <laughs> what? Oh, I like that. I like oh, that. I, I thought you, I thought you froze, Tony. No, who are you right. like offensively? I will change, change in the banner. Oh. Um, I want to see Jennings. God damn. You know what's crazy is that I named Kevin White and Heard, and both of neither of them are playing because White's gone and Heard has been officially benched. Um, offensive players. Oh, I got I got a guy I'm looking to see. Ah, uh, but we said stars. I don't know if he's gonna be a star. No, I don't think he's gonna be a star, so I can't name him. Um a second string guy, I think is gonna go off. Second string guy, I think it's going to go off. Can I say Sherfield? Yeah, he's a second. He's a back. Does that count? Yeah. He's probably um, going to play a lot. Shit. I think he does. No, I, I think, think he's probably going to play a oh, lot. I thought you say he's not. I was going to say, I think uh, on the first team, he'll get one snap as a third wide receiver. That'll be the only three wide receiver set we see with the opening team. And then I think he goes to wide receiver one right after that for the second and third teams. Um, but – I feel like this low hanging fruit, so I'm going to remove him, and I'm going to go with. Uh, I don't think Aaron Banks is going to shine. I don't think. Um, I don't think Brunskill is going to shine. I don't think. I'm not sure Trey Lance is going to shine either. I'm going to. Why don't you go, go? Why don't you go with Shipley, the center that you liked? I know. No. 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 I want to give a skill position. I want to give a skill position, and I st- I don't think it's going to be Mitchell either. Uh, who are some of the other receiver receivers we have? Oh, what you think about? Can I go with Mitchell? Elijah Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. I think Mitchell's going to go crazy. And I agree with you. I agree I think with you. Mitchell's the guy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to rock with Mitchell. I'm going to go with Mitchell. That's my and I just want to can I can I add uh, Webster? I want to see Webster return punts. I like that special teams look. I like that. I like that a lot. Because I think I like he that. has. If Wait, he which Webster? Prove, not the corner. the The guy they signed from uh, the Rams off waivers. Oh, because the other Webster got cut, right? No, Webster's still there. I think. I thought he got cut. Fields got cut. Oh, Fields, that's it. Fields got cut. Yeah, you're right. My I want to see this kid because I think this kid, because he was pretty impressive with the Rams. I was actually watching the game from last year where they, I think they beat the Rams in L.A., and he was returning punts. And you see you see his ability, his shiftiness. He's very explosive. I want to see what he could do because I, I think he has a legit shot to make it as a returner, but the only thing that's going to hurt against him I don't think he can make the cut as a wide receiver. So if it comes down to versatility, he might be on the outside looking in. But if they have the ability to hold one guy specifically for a return, for a punt returner, I think he could be the guy. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. 
uh, Simba Webster, who Tony's talking about. I've heard a lot of positive things about him, and I'm looking forward to checking him out during the game. Uh, guys, listen, we are almost at uh, two hours. We're at an hour and 47 minutes. That's going to do it for us tonight, guys. We really, really hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we brought you guys a lot of clips and comments and, uh, you know, videos and all that stuff. And, yeah, that's it, man. We're, we're going to wrap this thing up here. We want to thank you guys for rocking out with us and staying true. Uh, this will be turned into a podcast tonight. Uh, so along with all the other podcasts, you guys are going to get one more. Uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Let's wrap up with some final thoughts uh, heading into our first preseason game of the year. I don't know if I'm going to hear from you guys, so make it good ones. Uh, let's start with Tony, and then we'll go to Nick, and then I'll take it home. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to finally this team collab against somebody and go full bore against them. Um, no holding back. Play to the whistle. It's going to be very interesting. I'm really, really excited to see what Trey Lance does in his first action versus another NFL team. Uh, I do not think we're going to be disappointed. I'm excited to see all the rookies, all the new pieces we added on defense and offense, respectively. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think I could watch this game live, so I might not um, be on Twitter until I see it on the replay at 1 a.m. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I really want to watch this game, and I just don't know how I'm going to watch it. But it's here. I think we should all be excited. Um I, I think it's going to be just a basic game. I don't think they're going to come out crazy. I do think the 49ers win the game. Um, and the most important thing, just let's get out of this injury-free and be healthy. All right, Nick. Let's see what you got. I am, for one, not watching this game because of Trey Lance, just so everybody knows. <laughs> That's not the only reason why I'm watching this game, I should say. I'm just it's just a joke. Just chill out. Um anyway. Um no, uh, I agree with everything Tony said. Obviously health. Um like I said earlier, I mean obviously if we win, I'm happy with that. Um but there's a lot of other things I want to watch. I love preseason because you get to see guys that could le legitimately help your team throughout the year that you don't know about um and see how they are and you kind of get your first look at it. Um I should be on the show Saturday. I know. I think we're doing a pre uh, a live show too, also during the game. So um, I'll be on probably earlier in the day, and probably as well as that. Uh, I'm not sure about that yet, but I'm gonna figure it out. Um, that's pretty much it for me, man. I'm I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Like I said, I'm just praying for health this year. If this team is healthy, there's nothing that can stop this team. I Don't say that. the I word. It has not been mentioned one time all show. As long as we don't say the I word, we're okay. Health. Yes. Health. Need health. Um. Other than that, man, that's that's pretty much it. I'm super stoked. I'm I'm. I can't wait. I want to see Trey Lance. I want to see how he's progressing uh, with other things other than his talent. So that's you know calling the plays in the huddle. Look, this is Trey Lance's first time with, you know, a helmet mic speaker in a crowd. So, and, you know, there there was talks about him struggling with getting the play calls off and things like that. And everybody wants this guy to go in, but they don't realize all the other shit that he needs to know. Nobody's denying the talent, but there's a lot you need to know. So, 
I want to see how he reacts to all that stuff. Um, yeah, and just like Cleveland Scott just said, the defensive coordinator debut. Even though they're not they're not game planning for this game, it's you're still going to see how D'Amico Ryan's does uh, or what he has set up, kind of type of thing. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Can't wait to talk some football with you, Mike, that day. And uh, yeah. I like it. I like it, man. Yeah, we're going to try to go live one time before the show uh, where we are live during the game. And this might not be, YouTube may not be our permanent live show experience thing. Maybe we'll move it to Twitch or something like that, okay? Uh, but we'll see. As of right now, it's going to be on YouTube. So make sure you guys are subscribed. We're going to be live for the entire duration of the game and then back on YouTube for a different link for the overreaction show that will be there as well. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to try to bring you guys the, uh, the live game show and one more before the show where I can share all of my final thoughts. I hope you guys are uh, here to join in with us Saturday. There's going to be games on all day long. Uh, I think I'm going to stay home instead of going out with the old heads. I think that's what I'm going to do. My wife was kind of yelling at me about that, so I'll probably be here. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing it with Nick Pauls. Oh, Super Balls. Because that Super was balls. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot to look forward to, though. Uh, football is back, guys. The excitement is coursing through our veins. Uh, we can hardly contain ourselves. So make sure you guys are here and the place to be when it all goes down live, okay? That's going to do it for us here tonight. We thank you all for rocking out with us. And, uh, guys, I'm ready to go home. What about you? You guys good? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go to bed. Everybody gave their final thoughts. So uh, let's do it here. Uh, I'm going to point us out, okay? Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. We're out of here. Peace! We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners.